0: This is The SPM Show, episode number 225. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast, The SPM Show. I am your host, Bruce Irving. We do this podcast every week, and we talk about what's happening for local business marketing, whether you're a pizzeria or a restaurant, whatever type of business you have, and you're doing local business marketing where you're trying to find local customers, We bring on guests and talk about that right here on this podcast. You can go check out more information on what we do over at smartpizzamarketing.com. Love to connect with you on Instagram at smartpizzamarketing and all of that good stuff. Welcome back to the show. It's been a busy month here over at the SPM show. We've had the Pizza Expo, Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. I spoke at the Midwest Food Service Show in Milwaukee. Great city, by the way, Milwaukee. Very underrated city if you've never been there. Uh, fantastic city, enjoyed my say there. But we're back here at the home base in Boston, back with you here on the podcast. And we're going to be doing a ton of stuff, a ton of content lined up. Going to social media marketing world gave me the opportunity to talk with a lot of people who are doing marketing and in certain genres, whether that be YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or email, everything that you can think of when it comes to marketing. I got a chance to connect with the best of the best, uh, being part of that awesome conference. So we have a lot of videos over on YouTube and a lot of interesting podcasts coming up here uh, in the near future for you. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe over on iTunes, go over to our web uh, YouTube channel and subscribe over there as well. If you just type in smart pizza marketing on the YouTubes, you'll find us in, uh, we're going to have all of our videos on that platform. We'll do a little bit of tidbits on Instagram and Facebook, but for the most part, we're going to have our YouTube be our home base for videos, so you don't want to miss it. These are going to be great, fantastic videos for you to learn and uh, figure out what's working in the local business market right now. I'm excited for my podcast episode today. Frank from Mamas 2 is joining me. This is a short podcast, but I have a little bit of a... um, informational educational seminar, a little tidbit seminar at the end. So stick around for that. The, the interview with Frank is about 16 or 17 minutes. He was pretty busy. Uh, he opened up his new place, Mama's Two, in New York City, and he didn't have a tremendous amount of time to sit with me and chat. But I figured if I put this episode with something that you can learn about, and I'm going to talk a little bit at the end of this about how you can build your personal brand and why you need to consider that. Uh, and then also hear Frank's story about how he started Mom's 2 and how he got a lot of exposure. Frank's been open for not a long time, and he's got a lot of followers on Instagram. He's got a lot of press, and a lot of influencers have noticed what he's doing over there, and he used, he's used social media exclusively to do that. So inside of this episode, Frank shares his story about how he got started and also how he has got the attention of the people who are influential in his area and what that's done for his business. And I think that you can listen to this, take what Frank's done, depending on what area you are in and very much copy it and do it in your business and get the same results. Before we get into today's episode though, I really have to say thank you to our sponsors. Sponsor number one is MailShark. If you're looking for a full service direct mail company to help you advertise your restaurant, you got to check out the Shark. Over the past decade, they've helped thousands of pizzerias just like yours grow sales with custom direct mail solutions. MailShark knows how hard it is to operate a pizzeria and that's why they help you with the payment options where you can spread it out over the course of several weeks throughout the process of your direct mail campaigns. This helps you free up cash flow and gives you a steadier stream of new customers coming into your business every single week. It's the best of the best. And best of all, they let you start with no money down. So if you want some information on how you can get started with Mailshark, go to themailshark.com forward slash SPM. Or if you're a phone caller, you can dial 484-240-2854. Again, that's the MailShark forward slash SPM 484-240-2854 Thanks to the mail Shark for sponsoring this podcast episode and guys, go check out mail Shark if you need some direct mail marketing help. And also, this show is brought to you by Square. Square for Restaurants is the new point-of-sale system for restaurants built to help you speed up your pizzeria, restaurant operations and run faster. It's built for the front of the house, the back of the house, and most of all, peace of mind. If you're interested in the front of the house, it helps you create table and floor plans, customize menus, track covers, and assign items to seats specifically to speed up check splitting. Also for the back of the house, it keeps shelves and service in sync with coursing, one tap firing, auto 86ing, and delivering integration in caviar coming soon in 2019 if it hasn't already happened. And for the peace of mind, as the restaurant owner, you want in-depth sales reporting. Then Square helps you with all of the in-depth reporting you need, including shift reports that tell you who, what's selling, when it's the busiest, and where you can cut costs. If you're interested in more about this, you can go to squareup.com and then just type in the top, there's a little tab there that says point of sale. Again, that's squareup.com. If you're in the market for a new point of sale system and you want an affordable option, definitely check out SquareUp. All right, guys, that's enough for us. Thank you so much for the sponsor of this episode that make it all possible. And let's get into today's show with Frank of Mamas2 and stick around for the end for a little tidbit from me about personal branding and why it's important. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Frank Tutelamundo from Mama's 2 in New York is joining me. We're going to talk about what it's like to open a pizzeria and really get some really good exposure in the first couple of months. Because he's, he's we were just talking before this show started, and he's really trying to keep up. So he's got a couple minutes. He's going to join us. I want to talk about what he's doing, the pizzas he's creating, and how business is going for him. So Frank, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out. I know you're busy to join us here on the podcast.
1: Not a problem. Not a problem. My pleasure.
0: Um, so Frank, give everybody a little background about how you got into the business,
1: first of all. So, my grandmother started this uh, pizzeria probably in 1960 or 59. And she started on Broadway uh, between 104th, 105th. And basically, my whole mom's side of the family has been in the business forever. And, um, you know, her, my grandmother, my grandfather, just, you know, for their hard work, I mean, uh, really, you know, made this a staple pizzeria. you know, for the many years it's been open, and eventually, you know, out of college, I decided I didn't want to pursue a career in information technology and, and security, and I figured that uh, I'd love to take over the family business and uh, learn as much as I can from my grandmother, and, uh, you know, really, you know, plant my own flag eventually, and, uh, you know, th- thankfully it's going been- it to happened and uh, it went the way I thought it would, so.
0: Uh, how long um, so, so, how long has the restaurant been open for t- total?
1: So, Mama's Pizza, the original Mama's Pizza, has been open since 1960. So, almost for the better part of 60 years. Wow. Um, yeah, and then I opened this location about 11 months ago. And uh, yeah, it's been ever since. I've been working at Mama's Pizza and uh, running the operations there since 2000, I would say 2008, 2009. I. One of my first years in college, I remember taking over and just really getting into it full speed and really just absorbing everything from my grandmother and uh, learning as much as I can from staff on. I, I was working with my grandmother for years. So, um, yeah, so I've been there ever since, you know. And, uh, you know, before that, I was always, you know, helping around the pizzeria in the summer as I was younger, serving ices on Broadway and on <laughs> right. the pizzeria storefront.
0: That's cool. So the last ten months have been probably crazy for you because I know you've d- you've done a lot on social media to kind of get exposure for yourself. Um, yeah. Give me your philosophy when it comes to that. Did you do that for your, the the spot with your grandma that you worked into, or did you have you just started to do that the last ten months?
1: Well, to be honest with you, I, I'm not the greatest. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not the greatest uh, person with social media. I'm not at all as skilled or resourceful when it comes to you know. Getting my getting the word out there, social media. I literally just started a year ago, just taking pictures of what we've been making over here, um, just sharing with a few people that I knew in the industry and that I've been following in the industry. And then those people had to come to try, and you know, people like Scott Wiener and Kuban, um, they started coming in. And then they liked the pizza, and they, you know, word of mouth got by, got out, you know, slowly but surely. And um, yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, that was really it. I didn't do anything crazy. I mean, my pictures aren't all that great. You know, I just take a picture and just put a caption of what it is. And that was really it. And then eventually I got a little creative with them as text I could. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> social media has been a really, really great tool to get uh, the word out about Mama's too, and it really worked you know, really effectively. Work.
0: Here's what you did. And I know I've been watching you because I think we met briefly at the uh, Pizza Expo in Atlantic City a few months back. Um, yes. And then I was introduced to you from, I think Anthony Falco introduced me. Yeah, That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been watching you since then. And here's what you do really smart. You obviously make really good pizza which is the first thing, because if you have a shit product, no matter what you do on social media, nothing's going to work. Sure. So you yeah. have to start with the basics, make a really good product. But you made connections with people in the industry and who are influential in those areas, and they've noticed you. And by making a really good product, they've come visit you, like you said, and then they share it out. And then that's how you've gotten more exposure um, by just really starting to make a really good pizza. Yeah.
1: So I, th- I think that's you've done a does. tremendous
0: job at that, and which other people can do too.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I think a great product, you, you know, you go to somewhere decent place for people to sit down and be comfortable and eat, eat your pizza in. I think that you could really get anybody in the door the first time, make a good impression, which really what matters is the first impression, especially with pizza. So I think it's possible make the right connections, you know, get attention, you know, especially being in New York and the market that we're in. Yeah. How many great pizzerias and great pizza influencers are in this city? It was uh, uh, a little easier for me than maybe pizzas in other states might be, but definitely possible. Uh, there's people who love food all around America, and uh, especially pizza, and it's uh, definitely a great product at the word out.
0: Where did you learn how to make pizza? From your grandmother?
1: My grandmother. My grandmother uh, really taught me how to make pizza, how to make dough. Um, she had no recipe. It was basically just something that she eyeballed for <laughs> years. And then I finally brought it down to science. I portion control. Her, her eyeball measurements so i look at her before i before i put the salt before i put the yeast before i put the flour i'd literally measure everything that she did uh before she finally retired and um and then i developed the recipe at mama's too based on what i learned from my grandmother however it's a very 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 different product and i have customers from around the block at original mama's pizza i come here and they just can't believe the difference in pizzas especially in the style and the taste and the ingredients we use here—it's it's, it's a really different bottom That's why I really opened Mamas too. Why I opened it and why it is what it is today. And I really wanted to be different. I really wanted to stand out and not blend in with a bunch of great pizzerias that are already in the city. Yeah. You know, I really wanted to do something different.
0: What style of pizzas yeah. do you serve?
1: So I got a lot of people that ask me this question, what do I call my pizza? And uh, I've been asked by really prominent critics. I've been asked by people in the industry. I've been asked by friends, like, you know, what do you call this pizza? And I really haven't put a name for it yet. I just, what I even like to think of is that I'm marrying the two style between a Roman Altaglio, the uh, Troy style pizza, and for my squares. And then for my rounds, I really want to marry a Neapolitan style pizza, but have the eatability and the Christmas and like a good vehicle for all those greens that New York Slice would have. So, I really, if I really want to do, so I would say it's something as, uh, along the lines of like a Neapolitan slice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a really good focaccia square. Because focaccia is a very loose, loosely based uh, um, you know, term you use for pizza. Like, focaccia can be anything, I think. I mean, I, I came across all kinds of focaccia, some that I served some that I serve a little rosemary, yeah. um, some that I serve, you know, with yeah, pizza, like the Roma uh joints have been opened up in the past years, year or so. So, I mean, it's a very loosely based term that I like to use for my squares. So, I mean, um, I will call it my squares of focaccia and my rounds I and mean, neapolitan opposite slice just for, you know, for the ease of, uh, just for, you know, it's make it easier, you know.
0: It's so hard nowadays to determine what you call your, your pizza, especially, I mean, there's so many different Terminologies now that they're you then there used to be Neapolitan, Detroit, um, yeah. grandma, you know, New York style. There's all kinds of different terminologies. I feel like just just try to make your, the best possible pizza you can that you like, and if you do a yeah. good job of it, people will notice.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, and uh, you're right. There's, there's a lot of different terminologies people use for pizza. I mean, a lot of people confuse grandma pizza for Sicilians and Sicilians for grandmas, yeah. and you know, it's um, you know, it might be, might, might have to be something out of Cuban and Ed. Levine and Scott. Should do some kind of uh, or maybe you as well get together with a podcasts and just inform people what each uh, uh, pizza is and what you know, what you know, how it what classifies each pizza. That's a good idea
0: because there's a lot uh, of people who of call themselves content. like Neapolitan style pizza and they're not even close to Neapolitan style pizza,
1: exactly. Exactly, they but, just you yeah, know, have a wood fun on. anyway, and it's good no matter what, you know.
0: Yeah, pizza. Listen, I always say pizza no matter what kind of pizza you serve, even like bad pizza is still kind of good. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's always a good, it's always a good option to have. Um, so what's what uh? So what's been happening for you for the last ten months? You've been just busy every single day.
1: You know, uh, again with the, with the exposure I've received uh, from many different influences around the city and of course Instagram and social media, um, we're just getting you know steadily busier and busier. And now I'm at the point where we've got a lot of business and we've got a lot of people that are repeat customers. From all the impressions we've made in the past year. And it got to the point where we're going to have to engineer another oven in here. And it looks like in January 11th, we're going to be um, dropping in a few more ovens in this little tiny little location to basically satisfy all the customers walking in that come in from around the city. And I have to wait 20, 25 minutes online for a slice or two. And uh, we also spended our takeout delivery service for the past two months. So people that are looking to get delivery at home, which is a big part of business, especially the pizzeria pizzeria business in the city. Um, and we also stopped doing takeout orders, so people just couldn't come in and order a pie anymore. People couldn't come in and have, you know, the comfort knowing that they're going to get their pizza at a certain time or, you know, get the pizza they'd like, uh, but they waited. So now it's just been a first-come-first serve basis. People have just been lining up online and waiting up for whoever comes out of the oven on the, on the counter and just serving up slices. So... Thankfully, we're making the headway to engineer these two ovens in, get some get some more staff in here to really uh, operate the ovens and making sure that we put a quality product and be able to serve the masses and get everybody happy. And, you know, some people didn't even try us yet and were kind of disappointed about it and because they didn't want to engrave the lines in the cold and they couldn't try it, try it out at home for delivery. So we're basically in the middle of just satisfying that so our main priority for the moment. And, um, again, just trying to... just fine-tune the operation and get everyone served fast, efficiently, and <laughs> accurately. You know?
0: That's crazy. You got people... What time do they start lining up out there as soon as you're about to open?
1: There's people outside right now. What time do you uh, open? <laughs> we're talking 12 o'clock. There's people outside right now. That's crazy. The line is... The door is opening. The line's starting at the moment. I mean, uh, it's online pretty much open to close. Which we're really, really happy about it and really, really humbled, you know, because it's a surreal experience. You know, as a New Yorker, you would go and wait 20 minutes in line for a Levain cookie. You would go wait for Pizza at Joe's. You would go for wait for a lot of great food that a lot of people line up for. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have your own place and your own food establishment and people are waiting for your product. And it's like really humbling experience, kind of surreal. And we're really happy about it. But at the same time, it gets a little bit on edge because you want to serve everybody really quickly and hate to people waiting online. But unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast, especially in this kind of uh, establishment where pizza ha- is really good fresh you know you have to make pizza fresh you have to make pizza kind of on the band and people come in to so people have that experience um you know when they come in to have fresh pizza you can start something like a bakery where you make a bunch of stuff in the morning prepare in the morning and then open your doors up and sell what you bake it's a very different product, a whole different animal and something that we're really working on to fine-tune and get everybody. You know, a lot faster.
0: Where did you, where did you, what ingredients did you use? Like, where did you learn how to use those ingredients? Is it from your grandmother, the ingredients that
1: she used? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, a lot of my ingredients are ingredients that I use in my original location. However, I just use them a lot differently. I mean, I use the same flowers. Uh, everything I use is pretty much American. I'm from California. Uh, there's only my hard cheeses. I uh, my, my olive oil sometimes would be from Italy. My tomatoes are usually California grown. So, I just really love the consistency of the California products, you know, especially Stanislaus, Escalon, uh, the Wisconsin mozzarella's that have a really good consistency. You can rely on them and not worry about uh that part of your operation where it's, you know, we worry about consistency you from your vendors. So I use a lot of my my uh, California products I use them at the location. I just, you know, elevated you know, different techniques and um I just did this a little bit differently at this location in the sense of fermentation times. Uh, all kinds of uh, techniques that we use for the dough that uh, we don't do at Mama's on Amsterdam because it's a very different recipe. But um, I learned basically through the past two or three years where I've been really wanting to be different and develop a different um, technique for making the pizza as well. Because we do a lot of pan pizza, but we do pan pizza very differently. Uh temperatures are different. Um, you know a lot of pizza is par bake. I don't par bake uh par baking is something that's really really popular it makes a great pizza but for me I never, i was never really a fan of par baking yeah um especially for my product i didn't like the way the par bake came out so i really wanted to cook it one shot all the toppings on so i had to develop a really sturdy dough recipe to stand up to the toppings that i'm throwing on the pizza and basically cooking at once so i like to marry the pizza together with all the ingredients so you know when i have my pepperoni pie uh, that I put out that's really popular. I like to stretch the dough out, I have it proof for a certain amount of time at different temperatures. I like to, um, you know, top off the sauce, top off the mozzarella, you know, top off the pepperoni. Really marry all the ingredients at once, and you know, at the same time. So it gives a good bake and cooks through. And for me, I always like a more well done bake. Yeah, and I like you know my pizza a little more well done than most pizzerias would do i'd be have pizza that come in and train with me and they say hey you know what this is burnt i gotta take it out hold on we can do it a little differently here you know they get shocked by how we cook our pizza and um basically you know uh this whole menu uh, of pizza that i wanted to do is based around how i eat my pizza i'm just glad people like 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 it the same way i do so i mean um and yeah so it's been really cool and uh but, yeah, that's, that's basically what I did over here and where I learned to do with the ingredients. There's a lot of trial and error. Dough, I feel like there's a lot of trial and error. Most of, of what separates good pizzaiolos or, you know, bad pizzaiolos or inexperienced pizzaiolos is just baker's intuition. You know, you're really good, you really need a really good baker's intuition uh, just to know when a pizza's done right, how to adapt to certain uh, climate temperatures, um, you know, especially ambient temperatures you use when proofing dough or fermenting dough. Uh, you know, you just really have to go through the motions and really fail a few times before you actually, you know, um be, be successful or find the actual uh, recipe you, you want to work with. So that's what I've done.
0: How long does your pizza take to cook the pan one? Uh the 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 one in the uh
1: so not yeah, the New York could, style one. Yeah, the squares probably take around anywhere from eighteen to twenty minutes total from oven to pan to display. Um yeah, it's about 20 minutes. My rounds are roughly about, I would say, 9 to 11 minutes, depending on uh, what the doughs like that day. Yeah, uh, That's another thing we're, we're focused on, too, how to do a steady, um, how to make a steady uh, batch of dough every single day, which we've been successful at, thankfully. Um, and, yeah, that's something that plagues a lot of pizzerias and a lot of operations is just dough management. So that's something that we've did, that we've tried to master. And so far, we've been successful with. And um, and yeah, so that, those are the cook times on the pizzas.
0: That's awesome. So Frank, I know you got to you got to go. You got people lined up outside. Uh, thank you so much for for joining me on the podcast. Where can people go if they want if they're in New York City and they want to visit you or if they want to go check you out online where can they go? You got
1: mammas 2com thats mamas ocom you can also download our app for your iPhone or Android and, or pop to one of the locations. I'm usually around at 2750 Broadway or 941 Amsterdam at Mama's Pizza.
0: And we're at, you're on Instagram, too. They should go check you out kind of see what, what you got going on from yes. there.
1: Yes. Yes. That's uh, at Mama's underscore two. You'll find me on there.
0: Cool, man. Frank, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much.
1: Anytime, Bruce. Take it easy. All
0: right. Well, thank you so much to Frank for joining me on the podcast. As you could tell, he's a busy dude. And I appreciate him taking the time out of his day, even with all he has going on to join us on the podcast. Go check out Mama's 2. If you're driving in the car right now and you missed the episode or you missed the show notes for this episode, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. Type in Frank. There's going to be a few Franks. We've had Frank from East Village Pizza. We've had Frank Pinello from The Pizza Show. We've had Frank from Best Pizza. I'm sure we've had another Frank come on the podcast, but you can go type in Frank and uh, Mama's 2 episode will come up and all of the links for everything that we talked about in this episode, you can go check out there. All right, so now about your personal brand. uh, Here's something that I thought of over the course of doing these seminars the last month and all of the questions that I have received and through email or after the conference session is over, all the people coming up to me talking about what they're doing in their business and how they can get exposure. And I have to tell you this. uh, You, as the restaurant owner or marketer, have to build up your brand. And what does that exactly mean? The brand is you, right? If you are a restaurant owner and you own one local business, and I tried to get my partner... Uh, my brother-in-law had to do this a long time ago, but he was a little bit of camera shy. But here's the thing about being camera shy. You have to practice, you have to start. If you start, over the course of time, being consistent and showing up every single day, you are going to get better at whatever you put your mind to. Just like when you first started making pizza, I'm sure you were a hot mess. And look at you now, owner a pizza restaurant, or you've been a manager of a pizza restaurant, and you know how to make pizza like riding a bicycle. You're never gonna forget that. Marketing yourself and marketing your brand is the same exact thing. Our philosophy over here at Smart Pizza Marketing is to get you to be the well-known commodity in your business. And let me just tell you, it's kinda hard. Some of the clients that we work with aren't very responsive or helpful with the content that we need from them. And you really have to be communicative with the people on your team because building the brand of you or your business in your local market isn't easy, but here's the thing. There's not a lot of people doing it. If you think about the market that you're in, take a second and think about your market. your The area of your town or city or state that you service, think about where you're located. Now how many people in that area do you know as the go-to person for X, without really knowing them as a friend? So who's the go-to realtor in your area? Who is the go-to plumber in your area? Who is the go-to chef in your area? Where is the go-to pizzeria in your area? That's what you need to think of when you're building your personal brand or your restaurant brand, and that's so important. And the way you do that is you produce content based on what you do, Uh, your recipes, your information about business. If you're a business owner, you can go to local meetings and talk about the ups and downs of being a business owner and mentor people. You can go to local schools and give seminars or give little classroom sessions about what it's like to be a business owner. And that's gonna make you influential to those younger kids who are in that school. At this point in the SPM career, in the SPM podcast, we've talked to 500 people who are doing really cool things in our industry, whether that be marketing, or the restaurant space, or the pizzeria space, 500 between the podcast, the live shows, the personal conversations off air, and that's just those. That's not including the thousands of emails that I get or the hundreds of people that I've talked to after my, se- my speaking seminars are over. And the one thing that I've noticed is the ones that who are the most influential in their area also build up their personal brand. You know who they are. You know the face behind the brand, and the reason that they do that, and I don't know if they actually even know that they're doing that, but there's just something about putting your face out there as the owner of the business that gets people to know, like, and trust you a little bit more than with photos or just copy, which is just text. There's just something about the video that does that. We have it happen here on the podcast. There's thousands of you that listen to this audio session every single week, we put out a new podcast episode, but the most time I get recognized, or I get seen if we're at a a conference, is from the Facebook and YouTube videos that we do. Someone says, hey, I watch your podcast on Facebook. Now, you can't really watch our our podcast. By definition, podcast is audio. If you watch a video, you can watch a video on Facebook, but you don't watch a podcast. You listen to a podcast, but people are confused. So what they see is they see my face on Facebook in their newsfeed over and over and over and over again. And they get to know me as the pizza marketing dude. Okay. So that's how that happens. So you need to do the same thing in your market, put your face to camera. And we're going to be doing a whole seminar in the next couple of weeks, a webinar over on, the Uh, You know what? Shoot me an email or a direct message on Instagram, and I'll give you the information about how you can build your personal brand. It's going to be like a 30 or 35-minute session, and I'm going to walk you through the why, the who, the what, and the when of building your personal brand. So if you want some information on that, I'm going to go super in-depth and give you some examples of some people doing a fantastic job of doing that and the results that they're getting from their business. That's going to be a whole different webinar. But if I could just put this one thought into your mind, don't be shy or embarrassed about what you do or how you do it. You have to put your face out there, you have to be the known commodity in your area for whatever product you're selling. And I can guarantee you, if you do that, consistently over time, you will become the most well known person in your area and when they, the person or whoever it is in your market thinks of the product you sell, they're gonna think of you. It's only gonna happen, but you have to show up and be consistent with it and have patience. But I can guarantee you it will happen. So if you want to check out that webinar, again, shoot me a direct message on Instagram or an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. I will give you the link to that webinar. I think I'm going to be doing that uh, next week or the week after. So in the next two weeks, if you're listening to this when it comes out, it's March 25th as I'm recording this intro or the outro right here. So if you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, in the next two weeks, we'll be doing that seminar. So if you are listen to this after, you may be able to catch the replay inside of our mastermind group. And that's the other thing I want to talk about. If you need some help one-on-one from me, check out the SPM Mastermind Group. Fantastic place to get information. Get your questions answered from not only myself, but other business owners who are doing some great things in our industry, and they can help you as well. One-on-one training, super cheap, super affordable, like a cup of coffee a week. You can join the Mastermind Group, and you can uh, get access to our private Facebook page, one-on-one calls from me. Access to our website with all of our past tutorials and trainings that we don't have anywhere else and all the past archived phone calls. And you get a group atmosphere where you're not the only person who has to worry about everything you do. You're going to be talking to other individuals just like yourself and really having somebody push you in your business and making you do the things that maybe you know you need to do, but for some reason you're just not doing it. So that's it. Go check out our mastermind group. You can go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind and just tell us a little bit of information about yourself and what you're doing over there. If you need some help with your marketing, we have an agency that we help restaurants do their marketing. Somebody asked me the other day, why should I trust you to do your marketing? And I say, listen, we have a lot of experience with pizza restaurants. If you're a pizzeria owner, uh, the difference between us and the other people doing marketing is that they will work with a salon or a realtor or a bowling alley or whoever they can get to do their marketing. We kind of only work with pizzerias. We have a couple other people we work with that aren't pizzerias, but 95% of the people we work with are pizzerias. So between the customers that we have, the people we talk to on the show, the industry insights which we get behind the scenes from our network, and the emails we get from you, we have a lot of data as to what works and what's working right now and what market and what you should do and what you shouldn't do and how much that's gonna cost you. And that's what we put to work for you when you hire us to do your marketing for you. So if you're looking for some help with your digital marketing, you don't have the time or the know-how to do it or the energy to really learn, reach out, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip. Tell us your business name, where it's located. We'll see if your zip code is available and we'll help you do your marketing and grow your business. All right, so let's go back to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode. If you need some help or you have a question for the show, Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email. And I want to follow you guys on Instagram. Like, I don't want you to follow me. I want to follow you and see what you're doing and see what you're up to inside of your restaurant. So here's what you're going to do. Tag me on your pizza photos or any photo at smartpizzamarketing or shoot me a direct message and I will follow you. I don't want you to follow me, but I want to follow you. So go check us out over on Instagram. Shoot me a direct message or tag us on your photos and we'll throw you a follow and kind of check you guys out and see what you're up to. All right, guys, that is it from me. Have a great week and we'll see you on the next one.